let me tell you first about uh, AMAC. Mike Lee is around the corner, too. Uh, AMAC is the um, Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million members strong, and I'm a member. Uh, you get the insurance discount, the travel benefits, and everything else. The reason why I joined is because I know these people, and I know what they do. I know how hard they work. Uh, they were really instrumental in stopping the passage of House Resolution Bill 4. That is the, um, or they're actually working on the 4. That's in the Senate right now. They worked to stop Resolution 1 in the House, which was the hostile takeover by the uh, federal government of the elections. Please join AMAC for the advocacy, or you can join for the benefits or the information. They got great information. But join because America needs you to stand together. These people are fighting a good fight. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. AMAC, better for you, better for America. The Friday program and podcast begins next. Welcome to the program. We've got a great show for you. Friday, Bill O'Reilly is coming up. Glenn Greenwald is joining us to talk a little bit about Hunter Biden and uh, what's going on there. He has been leading this story and probably the only one that is really digging into it. Uh, He'll be on later on the program. Mike Lee is going to talk a little bit about our fading constitution. Uh, And we have to start with a little bit of the economy. Toilet paper and cleaning supplies and paper products. Costco is saying, whoa, 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 you can only buy so many. Why? We'll tell you coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Isn't it time you start doing the things that you love again? You know how it used to be back in the days before you were really dealing with that pain all the time? Those were good days. It wasn't that you, you know, just you could just get around better. You could do everything better. And you had a lot more fun while you were at it. Living in pain sucks. Believe me, I know I've been there. I've been in so much pain that I haven't been able to function. I haven't been able to fly. I, it's been horrible, horrible. All of it stopped for me. It stopped because of relief factor. Please try it. Just try it. My wife, you know, I should have my wife do these commercials because she was the one who was like, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And she sounds exactly like that. It's scary. Scary. Help me. But uh, she was the one who said, you got to try it. And so I did. I didn't think it would work. And it did. See if you can have the same experience. 70% of the people have that experience. Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. 800-500-8384 is the number. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. All right. Some, uh, some things going on. And this really continues from our Wednesday night special. Um, We've been telling you that you're not going to recognize your country. And I'm telling you, if you don't recognize your country now, in a year from now, you really won't. Uh, Everything is about to change. We are changing the way our very economy works. Um, This is the new normal. 
We are bring, being brought down to, you know, I read an article today. This will explain it. I read an article today. By 2030, many of our roads are going to look like Cuba. And what do I mean by that? You're not going to be able to get gasoline-powered cars starting soon. Uh, and so the rural areas, the farming areas, the places in the middle of the country that won't have charging stations everywhere will be just taking their old cars and redoing them and, and paying really high gas prices because gas will be hard to get. But you won't be able to have <clears throat> you won't be able to have the electric car and many people won't be able to affect uh, to afford in 2030 a brand new electric car. And so our our country is going to be split again. You go into the cities and it'll all be electric. You go outside of the cities and it will look start looking more and more like Cuba. We are being pushed down into a second world kind of economy. And that is by design. Now. A lot of people will say this is because of COVID. Parts of it are. Parts of it are not. Parts of it are, ge- are genuinely caused by our government. People can't, We can't get people to work at the docks anymore. So we have 90 ships right off the coast of California waiting to come in. They've been there for two weeks, but they can't get truck drivers. They can't get people to work at the docks because you can make more money sitting at home. Everybody's worried about oh, what automation, what will automation do to our jobs? You're pushing automation. You won't have a job. And things will become less and less uh, available, more and more scarce. Costco, the chief financial officer, said yesterday they're bringing back purchase limits on household essentials such as toilet paper, bottled water and cleaning supplies. Membership-only warehouse chain said it wants to make sure these items stay on shelves and it, as it copes with the supply chain challenges. See, another thing we're doing is, have you noticed that the government is not concentrating on things that we learned through COVID? Like, we don't make our own medicine. We should make our own medicine. Everything is being pushed globally. That's why the answer is local. The government is going bigger. The world is going bigger and it's unsustainable. They keep making the problems bigger. Well, they will fail. Let me give you another example of the failure that is coming that might very well affect you. At least more of uh, the supply chain. I've been telling you about uh, Ever Evergrande. Now, this is one of those stories that Stu and I talked about when it first came out. And he kind of was like, why would we? And he know, he's been with me long enough to know, gee, we should pay attention to these things um, because they do. They're all interconnected. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I'd never even I don't know that I'd ever even heard the name Evergrande. I hadn't either until we, we have some really good researchers. Yeah. I hadn't either. Um but Evergrande is a um, is the builder of the ghost cities. Yeah, we knew their work. We talked about their ghost cities quite a bit for twenty years. years. Yeah, because I'm fascinated by them. Yeah, they me too. These entire cities with no people in and them. really nice. I mean, yeah, state of the art, state of the art cities. 
and no one lives in them. Like the biggest mall in the world. Yeah. At one point, completely they empty. Completely, completely empty. empty. No citizens around to go to it. And Correct. you know, they use this to prop up their economy, make their numbers look good. Eventually, they were supposedly going to move people there. Many of them never got citizens. Yeah. So here's the thing. This company, and I know this number sounds small, but hear me out because anytime somebody talks about a billion dollars you're like oh that's not that much yes it is yes it is this company uh evergrande has about 350 billion dollars in debt now that's 300 billion owed in bonds and another 50 million uh, uh 50 billion uh in loans so 350 billion dollars in debt by way of comparison General Motors only has $87 billion in debt and turns a profit. Remember, this company does not turn a profit. It's a ghost city company. Apple, the largest company in the world by market cap, has $100 billion in debt. So Evergrande is carrying more debt than any U.S. company, at least in the Fortune 100, uh, but has a market cap, total value of all stock and assets, of less than 5% of Apple. Okay, so let's put this in. 250% more debt than Apple and less than 5% the size of Apple. Uh, That's a lot of debt. So now here's what happened. They sold all these bonds and nobody was buying them because it's a ghost city company and nobody was buying them. And so they said, you know what, we're going to pay. We're going to pay in U.S. dollars, not in Chinese yuan, so we could get everybody involved in this. And so they started getting clients and the Chinese Communist Party was encouraging people to invest in this company. They gave them a triple A status, top grade. We would have marked it. Well, at least we should have marked it junk bond. We didn't, but we we didn't have anything to do with it. This is a Chinese company. Um, But they started to uh, get all of these people and all of these people are demanding their money now and they can't make the payment. So why do we even care about this? 75 percent of Evergrande's debt is owned by Chinese investors. We have to care because China just said yesterday, expect a coming storm because of this. What they're afraid of is the run on the banks. They're afraid of uh, a Occupy Wall Street response. They're afraid of rioters taking over the offices of Evergrande and holding executives hostage. Um, they're, they're actually afraid of actual riots on the street. Now, I don't know if we'll ever see them and God bless those people who are rioting because they'll probably all just be killed, but it's going to cause all kinds of problems for China and not just inside the border. While everybody is focused on the $350 billion on in debt, it's the derivative market that you have to worry about. Gee, what are derivatives, Stu? I thought we learned about these in 2008. Right. It's kind of like a bet on an existing product mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily function into the normal balance sheet of that product, the financial product. So right. you're betting on something and it kind of like a side bet on a stock or an so it's outcome. An, it's not really even, there's nothing of value here. It literally is gambling. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no, you're you're not betting on a product or a, 
company, you're betting on whether or not they're going to be able to do what they say or not. And it's often funded by margin, by borrowing. So it's not real money. It's really bad. Bet on things that are multiple times as risky as the normal financial product. These should be illegal, but they won't be because that's how the banks make their money. Um, There are private dark pools of money, lots of money. So out of this $350 billion in bond, they believe, according to the Swiss bank, that about a, a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars in derivatives, that was people betting that they're going to fold or betting that they're going to make the payment. But again, as Stu just pointed out, a lot of that money is borrowed money. The biggest impact is going to be in the Asia Pacific countries, Singapore, Australia, because they put all of their money from their teachers unions and their retirement funds. They put money into this because it was a good return, but it was a shell game, total shell game. It will reach the U.S. (sighs) Um, It will reach the U.S. if the derivatives start to fail. Banks may fail over their losses over in China, and that will create a cascading effect. For example, let's say the Bank of China heavily invested in Evergrande. They start to fail. They take the mortgages down with it. But your pension fund invested in the Bank of China because that's a safe bank to invest in. Now, because they fail, your pension starts to fail. So the effect of this one story is significant. They're saying that this is the Lehman Brothers uh, of, of China. And the United States, we are changing everything here. You have to understand, the entire economy is changing. War, one of the purposes of war is not to settle the thing that everybody is seeing on the TV screen. It is to change borders, to change financial systems, to change uh, regimes, to change countries. And the change doesn't happen in the losing country alone. It also happens in the winning countries. It is a way to cover there's so much pain during the war. And we are in a war right now. COVID has provided the war. And so we're in a war right now. And the greater the pain, the more you cry out for it to stop. And the longer it goes on, the less you remember of what normal was. Think about the war on terror. Do you even remember what it was really like? How many freedoms have been curbed since 9-11? A ton. But do you even really remember a time when the bank wasn't reporting you if you took, you know, a thousand dollars out of the bank? Do you remember that time? Do you remember a time when your deposits were not last of line that you, the person that put the money in the bank, you were the first creditor to be paid? Now you're the last creditor to be paid. You'll get your money from the government. You'll never get it from the bank. And you'll never be able to take it out if they're in trouble. 
We've lost a lot of rights and we don't even know it yet. This is changing the entire world. Stu found a story today. Was it in the New York Times about Bitcoin and uh, uh, Wall Street Journal? Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I want you to listen to this. We're going to share it in a minute. I want you to listen to the way the Wall Street Journal is talking. It sounds like Glenn Beck 10 years ago. Uh, And it's the Wall Street Journal, not me. We'll give that to you in 60 seconds. Also, to talk about our rights uh, and how to understand them. Mike Lee coming up in just a few minutes. Let me tell you about AMAC. If you're over 50, time to start considering what benefit group you're going to join. Or if you've already joined one, rethink it, unless it is AMAC. The Association of Mature American Citizens. They now have over 2 million members, and they're growing. The benefits are great. Insurance discounts, travel benefits, all of it. But more importantly... Uh, is the work that they are doing in Washington. This is a group that want to give you all kinds of benefits, but they're also a group that know that you are the ones engaged. You are the ones that are watching and guarding our rights. And uh, I know the guy who started it or knew he just passed away, but I, I knew him and he was so strong on all of the things we all believe in. And that's why he started AMAC, because if we have a lot of numbers of people, we can make an impact. And they have. They have been um, uh, instrumental in, sol- in, in stopping Resolution 1, the Pelosi federal takeover of all election legislation. And now they're working on the Senate. And they stopped the first one. Now they have to stop Resolution 4. Please join them. There is power in numbers as we stand together. AMAC. Join them for the advocacy, the benefits, or the information. But join them because America needs you. AMAC. A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. We are producing a uh, program uh, in uh, I think it comes out in three or four weeks, and we are asking, this is the first time I think I've ever done this, anyone who can give ironclad proof that Fauci knew we were funding gain-of-function research of coronavirus in Wuhan and actively sought to suppress any discussion of it. If you are a whistleblower, we need you for our special. Um, we would like to have someone that knows it firsthand or has proof of it firsthand, please contact us, uh, contact this uh, program uh, and uh, and help us out. William. Okay, let's go to the Wall Street Journal. So two things, actually. Wall Street Journal had a report about China, which has now made all cryptocurrency transactions illegal. Just in China, just yeah, in China. And any firm overseas can no longer have anybody who's a Chinese resident have an account. Is this so, tied to Evergrande? Uh, I, Run on the probably, banks? Probably. I, probably, right. There um, is, what, what people are afraid of with um, the cryptocurrency is you're going to take your money out of the dollar, which, which hurts the government. They, they don't have power over you or over the currency. They can't manipulate, and then they're in trouble. Yeah. Now, on the New York Times side, as you mentioned... Uh, so this is from Eric Lipton, his guy who writes about cryptocurrency often uh, for the New York Times. He writes to those who consider cryptocurrency hard to understand and aren't paying attention. Time to rethink. Bitcoin may seem speculative. And yes, it is. 
but global financial system is being revolutionized. Nature of money is transforming. This is a big deal. His story is about regulators racing toward first major rules on cryptocurrency. The government's Mm -hmm. trying to get involved in that. Because the government is going to a U.S. digital dollar. They are going to a digital dollar. That is mentioned in the story as well, uh, that they... It doesn't say they are doing it, but it says that they are seriously considering it and trying they, to figure out how to are, do it. They are. I'm telling you, they they are. I mean, I'm. You've mentioned this a, m- a bunch of times, and it's just I there's think no it's confirmation of it yet, right? Um, but the the Fed has been doing all kinds of research and work on it, and it only makes sense. Comment use common sense. This is the thing they have to have to control everything. And Eric Lipton is not an opinion guy. And the reason why I think this is important is he's stating this as he's writing news articles about cryptocurrency. He says this decade will be remembered as the era where the nature of money was radically transformed in the world. You are living it. So it's almost like the hundred years of the industrial revolution will be compacted into a 10 year period. (laughs) It does. (laughs) It does seem like that. Doesn't it does seem like that. Yeah. Um, This is uh, this, this, these are the days we, we talked about. I warned about these are the times that will try men's souls. The nature of money is being changed and that will mean everything. Uh, it will go to, as I pointed out on Wednesday's uh, TV show, that will will go to how much money is your money worth? If you had a retirement fund, how can you retire if you only have 60% of your retirement fund? They just lop off 40% because there's a new currency. This is coming. This is coming so what's going to happen with cryptocurrency well there's currently they're basically trying to come up with rules here and you're in that point where the big players in the industry are going to the government being like look we know you're going to do something can we at least make it less insane and so they're trying to figure out a way to craft it so it doesn't destroy the industry We've seen the other side of this in China, right, where they're just turning it off. They're saying no more cryptocurrency transactions. They're all illegal in China. We don't want that to happen in the United States. And a lot of people are heavily invested in that that are big power players that don't want it to happen as well. So I doubt that's going to happen. However, they're trying to come up with something sensible that can keep the financial system together. Mike Lee next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. My gut tells me it is time to bat down the hatches. Uh, Two days ago, uh, the Fed said that they are going to raise interest rates. That is, I mean, I don't know how you do that and keep this delicate economy going. Uh, They're also saying that they're not going to, they're starting tapering. They're not going to, you know, buy as many bonds and stocks and everything else. Last time they tried that, the economy started to fall apart and they went right back to it. They're in a they're in a it's a trap. Here's what I want you to do. Please batten down the hatches. Please batten down the hatches. If you have a high interest loan, get out of it. If you have credit cards, pay them off or put them into a consolidation loan and pay them off as soon as you can. You could save hundreds of dollars a month if you have uh, a loan that is 3% or more 
please call American Financing, but batten down the hatches, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn25. Right now you can get 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We could sure use your support at Blaze TV. If you have not joined us now, let me offer our biggest savings ever. Uh, 25% off the year subscription at Blaze TV. Uh, there is power in numbers, and we really need your support, uh, especially as things are getting more and more dicey, and uh, it's becoming more and more clear that you're just not going to be able to even ask questions online. Uh, join us, please. Uh, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn25. And save 25% off your subscription right now. Mike Lee and I were talking uh, on the phone uh, just a couple of nights ago about the Constitution. And I asked him uh, some questions. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting conversation. We should just have some of this on the air. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing great, Glenn. Good to be with you as always. Uh, So, uh, Mike, I was talking to you about ways to understand the Constitution. And... Uh, I'm, I'm working on something to where you don't have to even read it. And, and I know you don't recommend that, um, but uh, people have to start to understand what the government can and cannot do. And uh, I was talking to you about we, we loan our rights out or we, we uh, uh, give our uh, rights to the, to the uh, government um, to lend them so they can do the things that we we can't do ourselves for instance police we can't we have the right to defend ourselves we have a right to stop a uh, a person from robbing us we have a right to stop somebody from stealing our stuff we even have a right to a citizen's arrest and holding somebody until the authorities arrive and the authorities are using the power that we give them to then take them to trial, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have the right to string somebody up, but if we if we were uh, alone and we were just a bunch of individuals with no government, we would have the right to collectively get together and judge a person, and hopefully it would be fair, and then uh, execute the punishment. Correct or not correct? I think that's correct. Look, all of us are born with certain natural rights, certain God-given rights, fundamental rights that guarantee that we should have the ability to live our lives uh, and to have the protection of life and liberty and property. Government is there to protect those same things, to stand in for us so that we can live our lives and not have to worry constantly about protecting that which is ours. And when we bring government in, we don't give government more power than we ought naturally, morally, uh, to have on our own over our own fellow beings. And so government is there more as a surrogate and security guard than it is a parent. And in fact, Alexis de Tocqueville observed something like this as he was touring America in the 1830s. 
and explaining why our revolution seemed to have taken hold and embraced liberty, while the French, not so much. He said, you see, when government steps into the place of a parent, it's preparing children for perpetual childhood and adolescence. Mm. Uh, 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 Parents, of course, are preparing their children for adulthood. But when government acts that way, it's preparing them for captivity. That's not what we can ever have. So that really is what the Declaration of Independence was about. So this is what this is what um, led me to this um, thing that I'm working on is Joe Biden said, it's my job to protect you. And he was talking about the virus. And I thought, no, it's not your job to protect us. It's our job, along with our doctors, and, and my, it's my responsibility. Nowhere in your job description does it say you need to protect me outside of military, you know, invasions, et cetera, et cetera. Your job is to protect my rights. And quite honestly, this is why we go to war and we're willing to die, because my rights are more important than my life. My rights that are my children's rights that's why I'm willing to go and die uh, in a war, because I need to preserve those rights for future generations. And that's where the government is going wrong. And anytime they say the government, the government has to protect us. No, they don't. No, that, that usually leads to bad things. But actually raises an excellent point, Glenn, what he ought to be focused on is those areas where his statement happens to be true within that narrow sphere. So, yes, it is his job to protect us as commander in chief of the armed forces. I wish he had been focusing on that rather than on extraneous things. Then maybe the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan wouldn't have been so fatal. So he also he also has the the responsibility to protect us through our border. Right. He does indeed. He has a constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That is his job as the chief executive officer of the U.S. government. He didn't do that either. And there, too, the results are tragic. You see, this is what happens with governments. When governments start focusing on the things that they're not supposed to do, they lose sight of the few things they are supposed to do and that we rely on them exclusively to do. Uh, Let me, um, I'd I'd like to continue our conversation, um, uh, but our, our, Our rights are being destroyed left and right, uh, and we are fundamentally transforming our economy, our banking system, uh, everything. And Mike, I don't I don't know how you feel about, you know, some of the things about the Great Reset, um, but we are developing an entirely new style of government. It's a public private partnership and conservatives have always said it's a private corporation. They can do anything. But these corporations now are far more powerful than governments. Uh, and I'm not sure which one is running which. Uh, and they are also doing the bidding. I, I think when Joe Biden said, I'm going to have a mandate, he was giving cover to these big corporations to do this for him because he knew he can't. That's why there's no that's why there's no. Uh, uh, executive order or anything coming from him on this. You know, it's interesting. In almost every oppressive regime that has arisen in modern times, they tend to use this melding of corporate power with government power. And it seems attractive to many from a distance. 
maybe the best of both worlds. In my view, it ends up being the worst of both worlds because you have neither accountability nor efficiency. You end up with all sorts of, of horrible combinations. And a lot of this seems to start, Glenn, this is counterintuitive. A lot of it seems to start when people start misapprehending the nature of rights. When you start hearing people refer to rights as things the government must give to them, Uh you're on the high road to bad things. Rights, we have to remember, are things government may not do to you. They are not things government must give to you. Say say it again. Say it again. This is really important. Rights are things government may not do to you. They are not things government must give to you by taking them from someone else. Once you depart from that central premise and from the central premise that government is basically just there uh, to make sure we don't hurt each other, or take each other's stuff or fall vulnerable to those who would harm us as a society from the outside, then we, we are on the high road toward tyranny. Well, we've been on that road for a very long time. Yeah, uh, but we seem to be accelerating into the turn this time around. Yeah, I uh, I think so. And I'm wondering where the Republicans are. I mean, Mike, it is it is if is if the uh, is if the the Senate and the House are shadows of what they're supposed to be. And that's an insult to shadows. It, it, it is indeed. And, and I think all the shadows all over the world are now very upset right now that you have come <laughs> To How us. dare you? And, 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 and with good reason. Look, um, this is one of the features of consolidated power. You know, the whole purpose of the Constitution was to fulfill the promise of the Declaration. It did so by framing the pro- promise of the Declaration. Now, it set up the Senate and the House to be accountable bodies, and it was there to protect the people against the dangerous accumulation of power in the hands of the few. What's happened over time is that we've drawn more and more of this power from the people to Washington. Within Washington, we've handed it over from the legislative branch to the executive branch, sometimes to the president himself, other times to unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. And as a result, the, the, the legislative muscle of the most accountable branch starts to atrophy. That's the problem we've got with Washington. So the the spending bill, uh, I read this morning, there are five senators that are Republicans that are pushing for the Republicans to pass a spending bill. Who, who are who? Are, I mean, I know it's Mitt Romney. Who else? Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not sure who is actually pushing to pass a spending bill. I, there there were four of them, I believe. Uh, who didn't sign the letter saying that we wouldn't pass a continuing resolution if that continuing resolution contained a debt ceiling increase. I'm not aware of five pushing, certainly, to spend the $3.5 trillion the Democrats want. Uh, but I will tell you this, speaking more broadly, because I'm not aware of the, of the article you're describing here, I will say this. There is a tendency over time for people in Washington, Democrats and Republicans alike, to want to spend more of other people's money, even if they are Republicans, because they can always convince themselves that someone will benefit because of this government spending. And it's probably always true. What they neglect is that they have a constitutional and moral responsibility to make sure that they're not spending outside of what we can afford and outside of what is constitutionally appropriate for us to spend. That's what concerns me. And and that's why we've this $30 trillion debt load that we've got Mm -hmm. 
That didn't happen on its own. In fact, people say there's no bipartisanship in Washington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as we would say in the court uh, in the courtroom, that assumes facts, not in evidence. Yeah, <laughs> because you, you don't get to be trillion thirty trillion dollars in debt without a whole lot of Republicans agreeing with a whole lot of Democrats to spend more money than we've got. Uh, Senator Mike Lee, thank you so much for being on the phone and uh, all of the hard work that you do. You are a true statesman uh, and uh, a guy who is standing true with your your oath and the Constitution and Declaration. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I think I am not alone in that. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Glenn. I really appreciate it. And your your listeners can follow me at at, uh, LeeForSenate.com. Thank you very much. Lee for Senate. By the way. I think he is. I mean, he's got so many people coming out (laughs) to run against him. It's like everybody's running against him. Uh, I don't think he has any serious challengers. Uh, They seem to be clowns, but uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, Lee for Senate. Real estate agents I trust when it comes to buying and selling homes. uh, How's your experience been? If your answer is anything better than Rocky, I commend you. There's nothing more frustrating than having to deal with a mediocre real estate agent, especially considering that you're buying and selling your most precious asset, the probably the, the um, most expensive thing you'll ever buy. A number of years ago, uh, I got so frustrated with the whole process and decided that, you know, I got to look into this and see if I can change it just for my own, uh, you know, buying and selling of houses. How do you even know who a good real estate agent is? Well, We figured it out. We were working with some of the uh, 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I started asking them, how do you judge? How do you know? We found out. We put this whole list together. And now we, we go out and interview real estate agents for you so you don't have to. It's a free service to you. I do want you to interview them. Make sure that you think that our um, our judgment is sound. But it's a free service. So all you say is, I'm you know, selling a place here. I'm trying to buy a place here. We'll find the people that have the best practices uh, in those areas and the best track record. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, this is insane. A Washington State School has decreed that students must view lunchtime as a dangerous time for all. The school said that um, they can lower their mask to take a bite or a drink and then raise it to chew, swallow, or talk. (laughs) This is a quote. Our cafeteria has a fantastic airflow system and children are spaced out apart. And when over 100 of them are in one large room, the cafeteria and gym combined, we need to treat lunchtime as a dangerous time for children. Dangerous time for all. You've got to be kidding me. So weird. Uh, this obsession. I mean, remember, one of the things that, that people, I think, don't realize here in the United States is that none of this is happening in Europe. In Europe, We're the they're, only they're ones. not masking kids like this. It's only happening here, which is very strange, right? I mean, like I, you'd think they're supposed to be ahead of us. They're more progressive, quote unquote, than we are. All these issues we seem to have, you know, they hit Europe first, typically. Uh, and also, we should point out, too, they got hit by the virus first. Right? And remember, northern Italy is one of the worst, worst things that's, you know, happened since the beginning of this virus. They really got wiped out early. Um, but oddly, uh, no matter what evidence is presented, this just continues to go on. 
And it shows the power of the teachers unions to fight against science, not following it, not even leading it, but literally fighting against it. It is crazy. Yeah. Is there is are we really, truly the only country doing it? I've heard that there. I've I mean, there that. are areas that, that we're not the, maybe not the only I think we're the only country doing it in a widespread fashion like this. Now, of course, obviously, our own country, our whole country is not doing it either. I mean, we have, thankfully, because of our system of government and our constitution that continues to hold up a little bit, uh, you know, the, Joe Biden can't just do these things. And he's, he's, as you point out, with the vaccine mandate, it is awfully suspicious that we still don't even have the rule written yet. And how bizarre is this? He made a big show of this. Why on earth would you do it? He said his patients were running thin. Yeah. <clears throat> one okay, reason the rule then I mean, <laughs> one reason is because african-americans are outraged his uh, popularity has fallen with african-americans i think by 16 percent just based on that one speech in just a few days um they don't they don't like it uh and uh he needs to have the african-american support that may be one reason I think the real reason is he never intended it. He wanted big business just to do it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.